Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne giving you another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coinshares Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. Uh, help making purchasing safe, easy, and the overall process more efficient while costing less. Helping to make cryptocurrency mainstream. All right, let's take a look. Many of you have been wondering probably what's been going on. I haven't done a podcast episode in almost a week. Was it the crash? No, actually, it was Thanksgiving, Black Friday, that whole weekend. Uh, my main gig, I managed a retail operation and was working uh, long hours for the last six days. But trust me, I've been watching the market, studying the market, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. I know many of you are wondering what's going on. Why did we keep dropping? Uh, what's going What's going to happen next? So let's take a look at what's going on, and I'll also give you some of my personal analysis and some of the things that I've come across through doing some market research and looking at what some of the uh, experts are saying. So total market cap right now, $122 billion. Now, that's not just Bitcoin. That's the total cryptocurrency market cap. It's been brutal. Um, Bitcoin dominance still sitting at 53%. Bitcoin currently trading at $37.36, $3,736. Many cryptos are down anywhere from 15 to 20 all the way to 30% down over the last seven days it's been a bloodbath that's for sure so let's hear what uh, i got a little technical analysis i want you to listen to that can tell you what's actually happened over the last week all right i had to throw a little humor in there we need that in these tough times so now what's really going on so when you look at it, it is brutal. Now, many people that may be listening to this, you know, whenever you got into cryptocurrency, whether it was you got in and you use Bitcoin as a marker because let's face it, it's the dominant one. So when we talk about price action, maybe you got in, uh, maybe you got in last year, you know, uh, when Bitcoin was was below the current price it is now. So you're still sitting kind of in the green. You know, maybe you got in a couple of years ago, so you're still up, you know, two, three, four times your money, right? Or maybe you got in when Bitcoin was 15, 16, 17,000 and you're completely upside down right now. All of those cases, there's really nothing to worry about. Obviously, you're just looking at the, the value of what it is right now. And unless you're planning on selling tomorrow, you don't really want to worry about the price. What you want to do, like I've always talked about, is educate yourself not just on what cryptocurrency is, but what are the fundamentals. We saw a run when Bitcoin last year jumped up all the way from call it 5,000 and some change all the way to 19,000 in a period of about 35 days, right? It would, that's an unsustainable run. You know, you can't looking back and really understanding markets now a lot more than I did a year ago, you realize this is a good and healthy correction uh, as painful as it can be, you know, but what's happening right now. So what is going on right now? You've got people in Facebook groups that are panicking, selling, cursing, right? Saying that, you know, just basically complaining about the state of the market. But what's happening? What are your your market movers, your market makers? What are they doing? There's large buy orders that are going in and then being moved to storage wallets. Why do you think that's happening? Do you not think that that these this institutional money and the expert traders don't think that something big is happening? Um, we're only about 500 days roughly from Bitcoin's next halving event. And what that means is, that's when mining rewards go down. And what do you typically see at those halving events when it happens is you see the price jump up. The demand is higher. I mean, let's face it. There's only 17 million Bitcoin in circulation right now. There's only going to be 21 million total. So as we go along, 
this is going to, you're going to see it really go out, but the market is going to shake out everyone who can't be patient or can't afford to be patient. So only the patient are going to make money on the next run. Um, you know, millions of Bitcoin right now. I just told you there's only, um, you know, 17 million in circulation right now, but millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin are leaving exchanges and going into storage wallets. Institutional money is currently taking their positions. We've heard all year long about all this infrastructure being built, and a lot of it is institutional money that is looking to get some skin in the game when it comes to crypto. If they're going to be offering some kind of crypto asset or crypto trading program, whatever, do you not think they're accumulating now? Or do you think they're going to accumulate at 10, 15,000? No, they're going to accumulate now. That way they're set up for this, right? So, and then once we see the news headlines really start to turn completely negative, and we've seen some of that, right? Especially since we've dipped under 4,000. We've seen the news headlines claiming how bad of an investment Bitcoin is. We'll never see, you know, the trend reversal. Uh, Bitcoin is dead, dying. It's never going to come back. Uh, last year was all hype, and I'll give it to you. Last year was hype. Hype drove a lot of prices, and it also brought a lot of people into the market for the wrong reasons. So, but when you see all that hope, you know, loss of hope and despair, uh, which they call capitula capitulation, you're going to see, you know, that's when we're going to see a true trend reversal and Bitcoin start moving back up and kickstart a new bear, a new bull market. Um, so 2018, looking back, I mean, heck, we're almost in December. 2018 is a tale of two faces of crypto. When you think about it, you know. Most people just know crypto is what they've hear in the news and they know about price action, right? It's been a steady decline all year, slowly bleeding and dying and just losing everybody's money. But let's talk about the other face of crypto, um, not the market price action, but let's talk about crypto infrastructure. Infrastructure has been put in by new companies that have emerged with products, working products that utilize crypto in a positive way that's going to help bring it to the masses. Fundamentals such as just, just real world use cases and also institutional money setting up trading platforms. If they really thought that crypto was dead and dying and only going down, there's no reason to enter that market. Yeah, you can shard it all the way down, but then it's done. They understand this volatility is something that should be embraced. You know, I watched a, a YouTube video a while back. It's a TED talk and you should look it up on YouTube. It's called Embrace the Shake. And it's about an artist and an artist that basically, had, had, you know, was a really talented artist and for years, he, you know, a lot of his art involved him pressing down hard on, on surfaces as he was drawing. And, but he eventually developed some issues with his hand and started to shake. It was muscle issues and he started having spasms. So many people look at that as, you know, it's dead, it's dying. He can no longer be an artist because he can't even hold a pen. But he started to embrace the shaking and started to create art using that shake, whether it was with things that he could, you know, hold loosely and create designs or, or even use larger tools to create large art. Um, and it's called embrace the shake. So I'm not going to go too deep into that video, but when you think about it, embrace what crypto is, is it volatile? Yes. Is it crazy? Yes. Could you lose a lot of money if you don't know what you're doing? Absolutely. But if you embrace it and understand it and see where things are going and really learn and, you know, take what you've, if, if you're down right now in your investment big time, like many people are, don't just take the time to give up and walk away. If you have faith in what this thing is going to be, learn more about it, learn how to get better at it, learn what you can do to make money in both a bull and a bear market because there are people that are making money. So when you look at it, kind of like I started out the episode, uh, there is, you know, looking at what happened, what's happened the last week, why are we where we are with price? Um, there's no single cause for the drop when you look at it. You know, you know, some are buying to make a quick buck. 
and they don't understand. And that's what's happened since I call it November of last year, maybe even a little earlier, but it really, really, really uh, jumped up in November, December, January last year. Many people were in a market and they don't know why. Just looking to make a quick buck. Those need to exit the market. That's what these bear markets do. They shake out those bad players, those people that don't understand, the people that don't really have faith in the investment. They're just looking to make a, a quick buck. And that's what happens. You also look at 2017 and, and the decline in 2018 has been driven by hype, right? The hype is what caused that price increase. That's not sustainable. And I've said it before and I'll say it time and time again, the next run, the next true bull run, the next time you see crypto really take off, emerge from the ashes and rise to new all-time highs, it's not going to be about hype. It's going to be about fundamentals. So later on in the episode, I'm going to give you a list. Now, this is not financial advice. This is my personal list of what I'm looking to invest in. You need to do your own research. See if you agree. See if you have any other insight. And look what other people are saying. Um, but at the end of the day, you make the decision. Not what everybody else is saying, but you want to get a whole bunch of different point of views. But for me, I'm investing in technicals. I am looking at what are the ones that are going to emerge and have the, this real-world use. Bitcoin is always going to be a store of value, I feel. I feel it's going to be, it, it's a great payment system when you look at large payment movements, but it's not that great when you look at a micro for micro payments. Now maybe the lightning network will change that, but that's not what it's designed for and what it's designed for right now and what it's being used for. It is truly functional, right? As much as I hate XRP, they've got a lot of functionality in their product. Ripple, when you look at Ripple, they've got a lot of functionality. They're partnering with a lot of banks, uh, getting a lot of use case out of it. So from a trading standpoint, yes, I'm going to I'm going to hold that one to uh, expand, uh, expand my holdings of other coins. So I'm going to give you another list of what I'm holding. But like I said, again, that's not financial advice. This is just my personal opinion and what I'll be looking at to potentially, you know, get get, get some positions in while we're on this this sale, this the sale that's that's lasting since, uh, you know, we've had Black Friday and Cyber Monday and we still have the sale going on when you look at cryptos. So that's what I'm going to be looking at. But when you look at some things that caused the market to crash, the valuation went too high. I mean, let's face it, 5,000 to 19,000 in a matter of 35 days. Um, at the time, yeah, we were all thinking this thing's going to the moon. It's going crazy. But when you step back and really evaluate markets, it went too high. Too high, too fast, with not enough technicals behind it. Um, and we're in the midst of a prolonged bear market, right? So the market is going to move one way or another. It's going to, you know, it may move sideways for a while, like we saw around the $6,000 price range, but the market eventually, you know, traders are looking to move the market one way or another. They don't care if it goes up. They don't care if it goes down. They just want the market to move so they can make money. There's really no way to make money in a sideways market. So prolonged bear market, we were bound to go up or down. It just so happened the down happened. It was a 50-50 shot and we went down. And then you've got a lot of companies that have raised a lot of money throughout 2017 and they watched their reserves diminish because they were still holding crypto, right? They raised money, whether it was for uh, ICOs or company launches, and they held them in Bitcoin, Ethereum, and they're watching their reserves go down. So there's a rush to liquidate. There's also a rush to liquidate by the retail investors. Those people that got in that don't really understand investing. And that's typically your, your typical retail investor that doesn't know what they're doing is going to buy at the top, sell at the bottom and exit the market and tell everybody to know it was a bad investment, right? It was not a bad investment. It was bad timing, you know, bad timing and lack of knowledge. So that's what's happening, right? So capitulation is what happens when, you know, there's, there's complete despair in the market. Most people have panic sold. 
And that's typically when you see a bottom and then you see a reversal as, as the, you know, the new money starts to move in, the tech institutional money really starts to take hold. And many are saying, you know, what is that level of capitulation? And it's not necessarily a price point. It could be either a price or a prolonged period, right? It could be tomorrow we drop to 2,900 because many are set calling 28 to 2,900 as the true bottom with a lot putting that line at 3,000, whatever it is, it is, right? But it may not necessarily be we hit that price tomorrow. Say we move back up and we move between the four dollars and $5,000 range for the next six months. That's a long time period. That's a lot of people getting despair, giving up, not being patient, right? And what's going to happen in this market is money is going to transfer from the impatient to the patient. You know, people that aren't patient enough or can't be patient enough to wait for it to come back are going to exit. And that's when you're going to see the true bottom. So a lot of people have been calling out, reaching out to me. What should I do? Should I buy more? Should I buy more? And I'm not going to give anybody any financial advice, but me personally, this looks like a prime buying opportunity. And I know there's always the same, well, what if it drops more? And you know, you can't really call the bottom. Nobody knows what the true bottom is. Everybody is just guessing. Uh, some people have more information and more education to get a better educated guess, but it still is that an educated guess, right? So um, trying to catch the, the true bottom is like trying to catch a falling knife. It just, it's not a good thing to do. So what happens whenever it dips is you want to ladder your buy-ins. Maybe you've got 5,000 you want to put into this market in the next, you know, Say you're looking at doing it right now. Start laddering some smaller buy-ins. If it goes, if it stays where it is, you buy more. Uh, you know, and have a time period and just stick to that and stick to your fundamentals. At the end of the day, it's always easy to look back and say, yeah, I should have bought more when it was lower, but you don't really know what that true bottom is and when the reversal is going to happen. So buy some now. If it hits 3,000, you buy some more. If it goes up to 4,000, you buy some more. At the end of the day, you're going to have a very well, you know, very well priced position. And that way, no matter where we are, whenever the price truly does shoot up to where we know it's going to go, when the bull market returns, then you're going to be sitting in some pretty profit uh, right there. So you want to ladder your buy-ins. Um, the next move, as I mentioned, is going to be about fundamentals of the technology, not necessarily the hype and, you know, this is going to the moon. You saw, you, we saw companies in 2017 raise hundreds of millions of dollars that didn't really have any working product yet, right? And what we're seeing now is some of those companies have, have, have exited and really done a whole lot and really just been a bust. But you've had some other companies that have developed some truly good working products, which you've seen me talk about. If you haven't heard them, there's, I've got quite a few episodes where I talk about different cryptos with multiple working products. So make sure you look at those because those are the ones I'm going to be looking at um, for the future. Uh, when I'm looking at, so my portfolio and what I'm looking at, at possibly holding or, or increasing positions on, uh, you know, right now it's, it's, yeah, of course it's Bitcoin. Bitcoin is still king. 53% dominance. The market moves with Bitcoin. If Bitcoin crashes, others do as well. And I mean, you know, some people say, oh, other cryptos hold, hold up. And even last week I was hearing, or a week before I was hearing people saying, oh, XRP has maintained its value even though Bitcoin has dropped. Look at it. It was only temporary. It eventually followed suit, right? Um, so Bitcoin, Litecoin, EOS, all prime entry points right now. I mean, look at where Litecoin is. Um, do I think Litecoin can return to $300 yet? It, it's possible. But do I think Litecoin at $20 can increase to 60 to 80 uh, when the bull market returns? Absolutely. That's, that's three to four times your money, right? EOS is sitting at three bucks right now. I think EOS is easily 
a fifty to seventy-five dollar product, you know, when the bull market emerges and, and hits hits new highs. So I'm um, looking at that. I'm looking at Ethereum as well. Ethereum is still a big player in the market. One thing I'm very bullish on is the emergence of the ERC seven twenty one crypto tokens, right? In fact, the only investment I made some money on in the last made a profit on in the last week was uh, was an actually an Ethereum token. I was if you remember, I did an episode several episodes ago about uh, ERC-721 collectible tokens. And through that research, I had bought a couple of crypto kitties. Well, the other day I was playing around uh, showing somebody those, those crypto kitties, which each one I bought for probably a couple of bucks worth of Ethereum. And for a dollar more, I, you know, I did a breed and bred those two cats, those crypto kitties. And it created a new crypto kitty that I then put on an auction. And I put on the auction to start at 10 bucks. And right now that auction... It's only three days in and it's sitting at 30 bucks worth of Ethereum right now. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's my, you know, my best investment, but Ethereum is going to have a lot of use case. I think they're going to evolve with their technology and smart contracts. And you see Ethereum is not going away anytime soon. Had there been some issues and bugs? Absolutely. But it's any project. So Ethereum is one I'm looking at holding also waves and on the Waves platform. There's coin Sierra's club, which I mention all the time. Coin Sierra's club is just a personal one for me because I know the development team around it. I work closely with the CEO of that company and I see what they're looking to do. There's also going to be some pivots to where this is going to go from a, a Las Vegas central, you know, Las Vegas, not centralized Las Vegas uh, currency to where you can use it in different establishments in Las Vegas. You're going to see a global use case come out for it soon. Uh, Tezos is one I've been, uh, been big on from the beginning from, you know, pre ICO when I invested in this one over a year ago. And as much as many people in the crypto space hate Ripple, you know, Ripple XRP, uh, the token uh, has got a lot of use case, a lot of functionality. Now, love it or hate it. Now, maybe you don't like the fundamentals. You don't like the fact that it's a technically a, it can be called a centralized currency. Uh, most of, you know, over 65 percent of the total supply is held by the company. But at the end of the day, right now, they're making moves. So am I saying, you know, I'm going to hold this thing for five to 10 years? Absolutely not. But will I use it to accumulate more currency, more coins, more of other cryptos? Absolutely. And also some other ones that I look at that have some good working products. When you look at Komodo, right? I look at basic attention token, BAT, B-A-T, 0X. Those have working products. B-A-T, uh, basic attention token is used on the Brave browser, right? I've used the Brave browser for quite a while now. Got some great security features built into it. Um, zero X. I just, I knew that was, that was coming. That's an Ethereum based token. Um, but it's, it's utilized a lot by, uh, their blockchain is utilized by a lot of different companies, including Coinbase pro. Uh, so that, that's my list, right? So that's what I'm looking at. There's some other ones I may not have mentioned and probably left out, um, uh, because right now everything is at a good buy. So it really depends. Do you understand the fundamentals of it? Do you see long-term use case out of this? Don't just buy something cause you think it's going to pump. Those days are gone. Could you get right? Yeah, I mean, uh, somebody the other day was saying how they called a certain uh, a certain price on something that, that something was going to hit uh, earlier in the year and it hit it. And, you know, with no fundamentals behind it, no technicals behind it. And, you know, I pointed out the fact that, hey, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So, yeah, you may get right. You may make some money on a call, but your long term success, if you're if you're if you're adamant about staying in this crypto market, which I hope you are, if you're not, you need to educate yourself on what crypto is and what it's going to do and what blockchain is going to do, but really start learning the fundamentals instead of just picking, you know, cryptos out of the top 20 or top 100 market cap and 
like throwing darts at a dartboard. Okay, maybe I'm going to get this. Maybe I'm going to get that. No, look at the fundamentals behind it. Read the white paper. Look at the roadmap the company may have put out. It's all going to be on their website. Uh, and it, you know, as I mentioned in the past, if you want to find out where this is, I use Coin Checkup a lot. CoinCheckup.com. You can also go to CoinMarketCap.com. Um, but when I click on a crypto, it gives me a whole list of items to where I, it can link me back to their website. It can link me back to their white paper, to their roadmap, and so many different things that you can go to. Uh, any news on that crypto, any resources related to it, any, you know, any kind of events that are coming up that could affect the price, right? So that's what you want to look at when you're looking at, you know, what crypto should I buy or sell? Um, we bought, you know, in the beginning, I'll be honest with you, I bought a lot, I bought a lot of crypto early on when I first got into crypto a couple of years ago and just dumb luck, you know, you know, we were able to, to, to see that value go up, but those days, in a, you can't do that in a bear market. In a bear market, you've got to increase your skill and be ready because when the next bull market comes, you'll be ready, your skill will be better, and you'll be able to increase your, your holdings a lot better. Um, and, you know, my goal is to, with a lot of these cryptocurrencies, is not to be able to eventually cash them out one day. It's to one day be, be able to use them for what they're designed for, which is to pay for goods and services, um, you know, in a, in a trustless environment where you don't need trust in the other party because you got the trust in the cryptocurrency, right? And there's going to be a lot of use cases that's going to emerge from that. So that's it for the episode today. I hope you learned a lot today. It's just kind of, you know, very a little bit from my usual format, but I really wanted to dive in. Like I said, it's been over five days since I've done a podcast episode and a lot's happened in the market. A lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doubt. And I wanted to just really kind of lay down what, what it looks like happening, what needs to happen, and what you need to do to prepare yourself. If you're not exiting, you're obviously listening to this podcast. you still got some interest in the game. So it's time to up our skill and get ready. Um, because whether it turns around tomorrow, next month, end of year, or six to eight months from now, it's coming. And you want to be ready for it because you don't want to sit there with regret and say, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have sold at the bottom. I wish I would have learned more, right? Now's the time to learn. So thank you all for listening and we will catch you on the next episode.